Well, here it is. It's the month of September, and here we are. It's time for Jonesing for football. Bill Jones in Dallas wearing my cowboy blue, as you can see, if you're watching on cbsnewstexas.com. We're streaming young Cody Winstead wearing his Philly green because, of course, he is in Philadelphia. We are going to be combative all season long. The Cowboys versus the Eagles. Supremacy in the NFC East on the line. And Cody has come prepared because he's got the Jonesing for football sign over his right shoulder. Welcome to football season, young Cody. Nice to see you, Bill Jones. I didn't know if we would be back for Jonesing for football. We've taken a month off at probably not the best time to take a month off. But hey, we were both busy. It's training camp. Uh, doing our coverage, and uh, but we're back and ready for the season. The reason that we have taken a month off is because we were in the laboratory. For the last month, we have been preparing for jonesing for footballs to keep you apprised of exactly what's going on with your favorite football teams. And so now we are rested, ready. I don't know. You look even better than what you did a month ago, young Cody. The summer has treated you well. Well, thank you, Bill Jones. I've been out and about. I did a bunch of training camps. We went to Baltimore. I saw the Jets and Giants. I saw the Eagles. I saw the Colts. I saw the Seahawks. I know you saw the Seahawks, Bill Jones. Tell me about calling Cowboys preseason games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Of course, the Cowboys with their three preseason games. Uh, First off, it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then a trip to Seattle for the uh, Seahawks, and they closed it out with the Las Vegas Raiders. And yes, we had a nice weekend in Seattle. Just missed you. I understand you were there just uh, prior to the Cowboys-Seahawks being there. But now, I mean, it's funny because we have spent the last month talking about these players who got cut this past week. Now it's game week. All right, we're staring straight ahead at Kansas City and Detroit Thursday night football. Cowboys play the Giants Sunday night football. Eagles get a bye the first week. Is that right? Pretty much. At New England, that's a bye. (laughs) Oh, and for you longtime listeners to Jonesing for Football, which you can now watch on CBS News Texas streaming, as well as wherever you find your podcast, you know that I have always been a big Bill Belichick fan. And so even though everyone else says the Patriots aren't going to be any good, I'm always looking at the bright side. The, the uh, cup is always half full with Bill Belichick, Steve, in my opinion. And one of my favorite things to do is ribbing you about the Patriots and how bad they're going to be. I was jonesing for that, Bill Jones. I was jonesing for jonesing for football and for mocking you a little bit about the Patriots. By the way, by the way, speaking of the Patriots and back when they were winning Super Bowls, when they had great running backs like Rex Burkhead lining up in the backfield, Guess who texted me during the last preseason game with a picture? He was watching our last preseason game. Rex Burkhead himself texted me into the bo- in the booth. And uh, so I was texting back, when are you going to sign with somebody? He's, we interviewed Stephen Jones at halftime. He, he was texting me saying, tell Stephen to sign me. So there you Lucky go. Man. Rex is out there. He's re- ready to go when whoever Look- wants him. Look at you, the middleman, brokering the uh-huh. deal. Good That's work, right. Bill Jones. <laughs> nice. You deserve a bonus for that. 
And of course, Babe Laufenberg has, speaking of text messages, he has been peppering us with text messages the last month. I don't know how he has survived without his uh, jonesing for football. He said he hasn't worked out since the last jonesing for football, which was about a month ago. So we need to get Babe back on the elliptical. And so uh, and we're going to jump. We're going to jump into today's podcast, right? You, you know, we are. And, you know, that reminded me the memes of uh, Zeke Elliott in the uh, Patriots uniform. <laughs> that's what the, the bloated Zeke in the Patriots <laughs> uniform. That's babe now because he hasn't been on the elliptical in a month. <laughs> yeah, he's added some pounds during training camp <laughs> due to our, uh, due to us. But, um, hey, let's get into it, Bill Jones, because we have a very big episode of Jonesing for Football. I want to explain what we're doing today. Initially, we were going to do a podcast previewing every division. We were going to go one by one, eight podcasts. We started with the NFC East. Then we did the AFC East. Then training camp happened, and we still have six to go. So we've redone the plan. We're going to do a big NFC pod today, and then we're going to follow it up with a big AFC pod coming up here. And then we'll do our season preview, which I've been working on, and I'm really excited about doing that. we got to get that in before the season. We, we are going to be very busy here this week. Tell me about it. No yep. pods for a month. Now we're going to do three in about five days. So <laughs> here we go. We're uh, hitting the ground running. Mr. Jones, you are going to handle the NFC East and the NFC West. Okay. Take the NFC North and the South. But let's start with the NFC East. You're there in Dallas. I'm here in Philly repping my Kelly Green. That's what they tell me. They told me at the Eagles I was representing Kelly Green. Um, so uh, break down the division for me. What sticks out to you? And we're, and we're not picking the division yet. That will be on a later episode before yep. the season opener. Okay, we'll have our season predictions coming up. This is just to give you a handle if you've been a normal person and been vacationing in the summertime, getting you up to speed on what exactly has happened. Because one of the big things, as I just mentioned, we've been talking so much about these backups on the team, the guys playing in these preseason games uh, that the starters have kind of fallen by the wayside. So uh, starting with my Cowboys, okay? My Cowboys here in Dallas. Uh, of course, the big additions for the team, Brandon Cooks on offense and Stefan Gilmore on defense. Would you agree with that? Yep. And Mozzie Smith, the first rounder. I think he's going to be big. Okay. The jury is still out on Mozzie Smith. Now, he did get a lot of playing time in the preseason, and some question marks are, are there about the, the first-round draft pick. In fact, I was talking with Nate Newton just this morning, and uh, he's got his own question marks, the former six-time Pro Bowler uh, for the Cowboys. He's Mozzie's going to be in a rotation, though, but they were trying to get him up to speed, making the transition. Uh, from being a nose tackle or one technique at Michigan and making the transition to the NFL. He's had, he had his moments in the preseason. He had some not so good moments in the preseason, but he's going to be in a rotation with Jonathan Hankins and uh, the interior of that uh, Cowboys defensive line. Oso Digazoo is going to have a big year, I think. Uh, the three technique, uh, Neville Gallimore made the team as well. They cut Quentin Bohanna, uh, but Brandon Cook's on offense. He is exactly what this offense needed a year ago, especially when Michael Gallup was coming off uh, the ACL. Now uh, Gallup is a year removed from that. Uh, and so you got the big three at receiver with C.D. Lamb coming off a 100-catch season. 
Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks. Cooks has looked great in uh, training camp, and uh, I expect him to have a big year. Tony Pollard has looked good coming off his injury at the end of the year last year. The biggest question mark for the Cowboys offensively uh, will be, can they stay healthy on their offensive line? And, of course, Tyron Smith has not been able to stay healthy the last several years. And so across the line, though, you got Tyron Smith at left tackle. You got Tyler Smith. Uh, the second-year player at left guard who started at left tackle last year, Tyler Biotish at center. Zach Martin got signed finally, ready to go at right guard. And Terrence Steele, one of the big positives from the preseason, coming off his ACL, he didn't miss a beat in uh, training camp, and so he's ready to go at right tackle. Flip it over to the defense, and uh, Micah is going to have a huge year. When we make our predictions for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, a couple of uh, podcasts from now, don't be surprised if his name gets mentioned. Chris Collinsworth says he thinks that Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league, uh, to give you a little preview there. And he's, he, I don't know if the Cowboys' offensive tackles are that bad or if Micah Parsons is that good. But uh, the Cowboys were having some uh, all sorts of difficulties in practice uh, blocking uh, that guy. So there's your Cowboys. There's a little overview on the Cowboys. And then, obviously, the Eagles, though, they're the team to beat right in the NFC East. Would you agree with that? Uh, very much so. Uh, Bill Jones, I've been trying all offseason to figure out a way to pick the Cowboys to win the division. And I don't want to give away my pick totally. But from the practice, you just I gave went, it away, though. Your hesitation just gave it away. Yeah, the practice I went to in Philly, plus the people I talked to who attended practices in Oxnard and in Philly, they said, dude, you got to go with the Eagles. So uh, I trust them. Um, and to me, they are the most talented roster in the league, plus really good at the three most important areas, Bill Jones. Best offensive line in the league. Top five defensive line, maybe top three. And Jalen Hurts at quarterback has turned into one of the most dynamic players in the league. That's why I like Philly plus incredible depth as well. The thing that worked so well for Philly last year and one of the big reasons Jalen Hurts had the season he had was they were able to stay injury free for the most part on their offensive line. Lane Johnson was dealing with something late in the season, but they were able to get through that and make it all the way uh, to the Super Bowl. They were able to somehow keep uh, the key guys in their secondary on the roster and Darius Slay and James Bradbury and the move that they made prior to last season and picking up A.J. Brown on draft day and uh, Devontae Smith just keeps uh, getting better and better. Uh, and at running back with DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, if they can stay healthy there, uh, they look like they're loaded. So fast forward to the Giants. Cowboys open against the Giants. And the Giants coming off a season last year where uh, they surprised a lot of people by making some noise. Cowboys went up there in September and were able to handle them. But the Giants, by the end of the season, were a different team than what they were uh, early in the season. And, uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau back in September was just getting going when the Cowboys went up there. And uh, he, he flashed already in the little bit of time that he played in the preseason coming off that edge. And uh, I like what they did, even adding Ashawn Robinson to the mix on their defensive line uh, with who they have in the middle. I mean, that the defensive line for all these teams, if you're looking at defensive tackles especially, uh, and I guess you can throw the edge rushers in there too when you consider the Cowboys with Micah Parsons, 
The yep. NFC East is loaded, and uh, it starts with the Giants with uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams inside, uh, and then, of course, what Washington has as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though, with Brian Dable and, and the Giants in, this year, and if they can duplicate what they did uh, last year or actually take it to the next level. Uh, because they, it's still sort of a, even though they drafted Jalen Hyatt, they have more weapons uh, on offense and with the acquisition as well as Darren Waller at tight end, he's going to be big for them. Uh, but are they getting enough explosive players on offense to score a lot of points uh, with Daniel Jones at quarterback? Yep, uh, I agree. No team in the league had fewer 20-plus yard completions than the Giants last year. And so can they turn that around? I think that'll be the big difference. I don't think they're a real threat to win the NFC East. I'm not sure if you've changed your opinion on that or not, Bill Jones. What do you think? But they are a threat to win, even against the Cowboys and the Eagles. You know, if they put it together, there's no reason. It's it's whether they can sustain it week in and week out to be able to uh, to win the division. Uh, now, I, I think – you know, I, I think actually for teams like the Cowboys, even like the Eagles, you know, I don't think it's an embarrassment to go three and three in this division this year uh, because it's it's going to be pretty competitive, I think. And which brings us to Washington. And of course, the big story there, they're going with Sam Howell at quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is the uh, backup and Sam Howell and his one start last year. Last game against the Cowboys, they're living off that. But, uh, I mean, he's he's got some traits that make you think that, okay, there's a reason why they're going with him as the starter. Uh, he's got a competitive uh, fire about him and, and so forth. And uh, But the jury's still out on him. And uh, I love Terry McLaurin at uh, wide receiver. They like the Giants trying to uh, – I mean, even if you look at McLaurin and Jahan Dodson and Curtis Samuel – uh, on their depth chart at wide receiver and those those three guys they can do some things uh but you know Washington is clearly a step behind everybody else in the division I think I watched Sam Howell uh in the preseason and he looked good and he put up some some really nice numbers in the preseason again not playing against all the starters and all that but three touchdowns no picks uh 122 passer rating he looked comfortable in the pocket which I was surprised with and so Maybe they know something we don't. The biggest thing the commanders did this offseason is they changed owners. That, that's okay. why they have they have uh, renewed energy, the whole fan base in Washington, because of the change in ownership. Yep. No matter what happens, it was a successful season uh, for the commanders. All right, Bill All Jones, right. how about we jump to the uh, NFC North? Are you ready for that? I'm ready. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with the Vikings because they won the division last year. I feel like their slight reset was probably needed. I actually like this little youth movement. Delvin Cook, out. Andre Madison, in. Adam Thielen, out. Jordan Addison, in. Zadaria Smith, out. Marcus Davenport, in. Aaron Kendricks, out. Brian Asamoa, in. Patrick Peterson, out. Andrew Booth, in. So, the, the Vikings are kind of turning over kind of that old regime there. And I think that's uh, a pretty good move for them. I think Minnesota is being slightly uh, overlooked a little bit. If you win 13 games, and I know they were 11 and one in close games last year, if you win 13 and go to the playoffs, you're a pretty decent squad. And so 
to me, they should probably be the favorites in the NFC North. Uh, that leads me to the Lions, uh, Mr. Jones. Everyone knows I love the Lions. They were my sleeper team last year, just missed the playoffs, barely. But I think they're headed to the postseason this year. A lot of good young players, uh, more than at any point in my lifetime. I love their running backs, uh, the solid uh, receiver group, tight end group as well. The O-line is terrific. And Jared Goff is the perfect guy to play that style. He's going to spread it around, let the defense dictate who gets the rock and not turn the ball over. And I want to make a prediction. The Lions, franchise record for points per game, 29.6. They set that in 2011. I think this year's Lions, they go over 30 points per game, Mr. Jones. They were fifth in the league in points scored last year. Exactly. So I I like what the Lions are doing. I think they're in a great position. Go ahead. What about their defense? They were 32nd in the league in total defense last year. Ouch. I mean, you hurt me a little bit with that one, Bill Jones. Um, I am still worried about that, mostly along the D-line. I think they did improve the linebacker core and the secondary significantly, but I'm worried about the D-line and the depth. That's why I do think Jack Campbell, who was one of their first-round picks, he's going to be really good at linebacker, but I'm not sure that he was the smartest decision there. They could have gone D-line with somebody like Elijah Cansey. They could have gone Mozzie Smith. They could have gone Miles Murphy. They could have gone Nolan Smith to add to that D-line. That's something I'll be looking at this season with the Lions. All right, and uh, and on the Vikings, uh, the reason that people aren't haven't jumped on board all the close games they won last year. What are the odds they can win all those close games again this year? And then also Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think that some people who have watched the documentary, the quarterback documentary, are uh, not as in on Kirk Cousins as others are, according to my daughter anyway. I like Kirk Cousins going back to when he was coming out. Uh, he was he was one of my guys in the draft when he came out and wound up being a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, but, yeah. Actually, I think my daughter has as much problem with his wife as he, as she does with Kirk himself. <laughs> By the way, Kirk Cousins, I've worked for NFL Network eight seasons. Kirk yeah. Cousins is probably the nicest guy I've ever worked with in the right. NFL. I, I think it was the I think it was the room with all of uh, the Kirk Cousins memorabilia that kind of soured my daughter Jordan on him. That's fair. We're all in <laughs> course, of course, Cody has his own room with all his memorabilia, exactly. right? All stuff about my life. And game I don't even balls. Have... You got a game ball on your shelf right there. Yeah. Oh, right. And I don't even Look know. Look at me. I, over my shoulder. I got my little league trophies are on my. Exactly. <laughs> my daughter would have liked your here. setup, Bill Jones. Your That's right. I got a picture of me playing high school basketball back here. <laughs> Why am I complaining about Kirk Cousins? Exactly. Um, all right. Let me wrap up this NFC uh, North real quick, and then I'll get to the South. Packers and Bears. I'm telling you right now, Bill Jones, I did three weeks at training camps. I think the Packers are going to surprise a lot of people. I think. Their team is uh, very solid. I love their running backs. I love their O-line. The defense is loaded with first-round players. And I think Jordan Love is going to be a little bit better than everyone is anticipating. Chicago, I like the improvement of Chicago. Um, 
All right, here we go. Justin Fields. Here we go. Justin Justin Fields. Fields. I'm just not sure they're going to take quite the jump everyone thinks. And so, um, yeah, that's my uh, NFC North breakdown. Anything you want to say before? On on the Packers, uh, and I haven't watched Jordan Love enough to have an opinion really on Jordan Love. No one's watched him enough because he hasn't played enough for anyone to have an opinion on him. Matt LaFleur, that's it. I like Christian Watson, okay, even though Cowboys scouts say that he's – he has no hands. Well, he had he had enough hands to score three touchdowns against them last year. Um, and but <laughs> but uh, I just they're so inexperienced on uh, with their skill position players on offense, wide receivers and tight ends that it's going to be very difficult. Uh, they all could turn into really good players, but it's going to be very difficult this year to have so many first and second year guys uh, trying to do it. And I think LaFleur knows that, which is why they are going to be a heavy run team. They are going to feature the run. Uh, Jones and Dylan are studs. And so um, I'm telling you. I'm and the defense, you. the defenses know that. That's true. and that, But that makes everything easier for Jordan Love. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, all right. Let me – I'll knock out the NFC South real quick here, Bill Jones, because – Because it won't take long. Exactly. Last year – All you got to do is talk about your New Orleans Saints – I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Last year, all these teams were basically the same. The Bucs won the division. The other three teams only finished a game back. And so this year, I do think the Saints are going to be clearly the class of the division. Thank you for setting me up for that, Bill Jones. Nothing's changed over training camp. I still love the Saints. I think Derek Carr is going to be the perfect quarterback for that group. And the defense is really good. Say what you want about Dennis Allen as a head coach, but he can coach a defense, that's for sure. Finished fifth in total defense last year. Top seven each of the last three years with DA as the DC. And so I love that group. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore. I could keep going if you'd like me to, but I'm not going to. Um, So I, I think the Saints win a lot of games. Their over-unders nine and a half, Mr. Jones. I think tick, 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 tick. They're going over. And I'd say way over. What are they going in their division? Five and one. Okay, five and one. And so who's going to beat them? Probably the Falcons. Okay. They split with the Falcons and they sweep Tampa Bay and Carolina. I think that's probably the case. Uh, Let me talk a little bit about ATL because they're an intriguing team. They're similar to the Packers and the regard of they're built to make the playoffs right now. There's just that question mark at quarterback. And I have more faith in Jordan Love than I do Des Ritter. But make no mistake about it. Go look at the Falcons roster because I'm telling you, not many people have. Their offensive line is very good. Bijan is going to be a beast. Drake London is a very talented player. Kyle Pitts on offense. And they loaded up with veterans on the defensive side of the ball as well. So uh, I think Atlanta contends for a playoff spot. Uh, I'm going to say they just barely missed due to Des Ritter. And then the Panthers, I like Bryce. I mean, the big thing for Bryce is if Bryce Young is good at all this year, they've got a bright future. Their defense is solid. They got some uh, solid veterans on the offensive side. But Bryce is going to be better than most people think. Uh, I'm a little worried about the O-line because they couldn't protect him at all in the preseason. Uh, But I I do think the Panthers are going to be kind of right around 500. But 
I'm telling you about Bryce Young. He's going to be magic and he's going to make some plays. And then the Bucks, Bill Jones, you know, another another team for Baker, his fourth in just about the last year, year and a half. Uh, this is probably his last opportunity to start. Uh, the Bucks, you know, if you look at the roster, they're not that bad either. They have a lot of players on, especially on defense, who are part of the Super Bowl team. They've got some some talented players on defense. Um, they'll probably win around six games, but similar to the last uh, to last year when all these teams were kind of similar, I think it's the Saints take a, a jump up, and then the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucks. They're all kind of right around that just under five hundred area. Which division in the NFC has the two worst teams? I would say the NFC West. Yeah, it's right. So there we save go. we save the worst for last. The there NFC you go. West. Well done. I'm not talking about you, you San Francisco 49ers. I'm not talking about you, you Seattle Seahawks. But the two worst teams in the NFC have to be, I mean, all you got to do is look at their roster, the yep. Rams and especially the Cardinals, especially yep. the Cardinals. So let's start and we're going to look at the NFC West. Start with the Niners and the Seahawks. Um, the Niners are going to be the pick of many, but the Seahawks, I love what Pete Carroll's doing out there, and we got a chance to see them firsthand, not only when they played against the Cowboys in the preseason, but just studying their roster and so forth. And if they can stay healthy, they've got a shot. Now, they didn't stay healthy in the game against the Cowboys. Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba uh, catches a 48-yard pass down to the one-yard line, and he gets hurt on the play, and so he's in uh, – so his ability to be able to start the season healthy. And, of course, he ran into injury problems at Ohio State as well. He's a product here in Dallas of Rockwall High School, a former Landry Award winner as the top player in North Texas. I throw that out there. Uh, but if, and if Geno Smith can duplicate what he did a year ago, but you got to love what they've got. Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be back soon enough. Uh, but how about them picking up this Jake Bobo out of uh, UCLA, Oh. You see his 40 time? No, but I saw him ran, play against he, Dallas. Yeah, he ran like a 4-9. <laughs> really? Yes. And yet he was the star of training camp for the Seahawks, made the roster, and he's going to be the guy filling in as the third receiver until Jackson Smith and Jigba gets back. Of course, they got DK Metcalf. They got Tyler Lockett. And Pete Carroll loves to run that football. And they've added Zach Charbonnet to the mix along with uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting to see uh, if the Seahawks can challenge San Francisco, but the Niners, you just got to love what they've done as far as building that team both on both sides of the football. And, uh, you know, even though they make a colossal mistake in the draft, trading up three first round picks and a third round pick to trade up to take a Trey Lance at number three overall, they overcome that. And have been able to advance all the way, like last year, to an NFC Championship game with the last pick in the draft in Brock Purdy. That shows you how good that football team is. That uh, it didn't matter who was playing quarterback for them. They still could make it all the way to the NFC Championship game. Take nothing away from Brock Purdy. I think with his experience coming out of Iowa State, that's why he was able to do what he did uh, in his first year. But, I mean, San Francisco... You're shooting for for the Niners in that division. The Seahawks are, are right behind, but you look at that Rams roster, and there are so many guys on that on their training camp roster 
who I had never heard of before. Yep. And we we follow college football pretty closely. We certainly follow the draft closely. And I'm like, what is going on? And of course, they've just been beset because of the salary cap and they made their run to the Super Bowl and now they're paying the price for it. And then Arizona is tanking with uh, what they're running out there at quarterback with Joshua Dobbs uh, and Clayton Toon until Kyler Murray gets back. Yep, they're on Caleb uh, Williams' watch already, which is fine. Uh, I understand. I am intrigued by Clayton Toon, though, Mr. Jones. I don't know oh, yeah, I like him. Both of us identified him before the draft, and now he's in the mix to start week one. By the way, while we are patting ourselves uh, on the back, um, who's the quarterback, a mid-round quarterback, that besides Clayton Toon that I really liked? I don't remember. It's been too e- long. E-D-T-R. Yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I didn't watch him play, but I heard a lot of good reports out of Cleveland on him. I watched every preseason game uh, that they played. First of all, I think I watched like way too much preseason football, uh, 99th percentile, but I watched DTR every game and he was really good. I was actually texting my friends during their second preseason game saying, I think Josh Dobbs better watch out because DTR is about to take his job. Come to find out a few weeks uh, later, he gets uh, moved to Arizona. Well, and, and bringing it back to what the Cowboys did and picking up uh, the quarterback from San Francisco, who had he had at North Dakota State, he had one season where he started 16 games and they won the national championship. And then they had the COVID year, one game he plays. Well, if you look at DTR and what he did at UCLA, I mean, he was a multiple year starter, so many reps, so many games under his belt. And it goes back to what Bill Parcells always said, that uh, give me a guy that's got experience. Brock Purdy's another great example of it. And so I think that is one of the reasons why I like what the Cowboys did in acquiring Trey Lance, because he's basically right now where Dak Prescott was when he first came into the league at age 23. And that's the age Trey Lance is right now. And they got him in the, with a fourth round pick. It's amazing. I, I just looked up some notes. So I worked on Thursday night football last year. And I pitched this as like a graphic to our producer, Fred Gadelli, one of the best to ever do it, by the way, that Lance at the time, this was a year ago, he had thrown 389 passes in a real football game since he graduated high school. And that was four years ago. And so um, it was 113 in high school, 318 in college, and then at the time, 71 so plus whatever he had last year, which was not many at all, obviously. And so you compare that Tom Brady had more than that in one season. And I'm assuming that's the talk down there in Dallas with Trey Lance is he just doesn't have a lot of game experience, let that's alone right. throwing the football in games. Yeah. All right. Well, there was our uh, our sneak preview there of the NFC divisions, and we will make our picks later in the week, right? Yes, sir. Can't wait. And uh, it's good to be back with you, Mr. Jones. I want to say this. I enjoyed listening to Cowboys and Raiders, the preseason game. Cowboys Raiders was your last one, right? That's right. Yes. Well, thank you. I watched the whole thing on NFL Network. You did a phenomenal job. You and Isaiah Stanback, you did a great job in your interview with Stephen Jones, which you mentioned. And I I even noticed the nugget when you said there was a player on the Cowboys whose team in college beat Washington as their win 
to kind of jab at Isaiah Stanback. I see what you did there. I liked that. That was good. Chase Garbers, the uh, quarterback, uh, the fourth quarterback on the roster for the Raiders. That's where this research, this voluminous notebook comes in handy. You find out little nuggets like that to prod your partner. I give you a standing O from here in Philly. Well done, Bill. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, young Cody. And we're off to a rocking start this season. And uh, can't wait to talk AFC when we convene next on the next edition of Jonesing for Football. See you, babe.